Hey, I'm Francis Lamb, and welcome to Weeknight Kitchen with Melissa Clark, the show that answers the question that hits every night at five, what should I make for dinner? Melissa is always the person with the answer. She's a best-selling cookbook author and a food columnist for the New York Times, and right now she's got her head in the fridge. Okay, I've got my eggs, I've got my milk. So today I am going to show you how to make my favorite dinner party hors d'oeuvre an herbed Parmesan Dutch baby. Or actually, it's just great anytime. But it's really great as an hors d'oeuvre. Pull out everything I need from the fridge chives. Thyme. Where are you, Parmesan? There you are. And butter. Okay. So the reason this is my favorite dinner party hors d'oeuvre is because it's spectacular and flamboyant. It comes out of the oven in this golden brown cloud, you know, and it smells like cheese and it's hot and buttery and people just gather around and they go crazy. So basically, okay, so what's a Dutch baby, right? So a Dutch baby, you've probably had it for breakfast. It's usually served with syrup and it's a puffed pancake that you bake. Um, sometimes it's called a German pancake. When I was growing up, uh, my mother used to call it, actually, what did she call it? She called it a David Ayers pancake. Because when I was a kid, there was a recipe in the New York Times um, by somebody named David Ayers, who made Craig Claiborne, who was the um, food editor at the time, this beautiful puffed pancake. So what these are, these are all part of the same family that also encompasses Yorkshire pudding. You know, it's a basically, you take eggs, you whip them, you add some milk, and you add some seasonings. So in this case, you know, Parmesan and herbs, but in the case of the David Ayer pancake, I think it was um, maybe a little bit of nutmeg and some sugar. And you put it in a very hot pan, and that's important because you want it to start cooking the second it touches the pan. And then you bake it at high heat. And what happens is, is that the eggs just rise up and turn golden brown, and they really, they just look like, it looks like a browned cloud, a delicious browned cloud. Can you hear my oven, by the way? That is my oven heating up. I'm getting it super hot right now so that once I put the pancake in, it's going to puff. Okay, so to make this, first thing, it's a really noisy, you know, you never notice these things. So first thing I'm going to do is get my dry ingredients together. Got my just all-purpose flour. And here is a tip for all-purpose flour. Before you ever measure, before measuring, you always want to stir it. And this is because flour settles. And if you measure it while it's settled, you're gonna get more in the measuring cup than you probably want. So just fluff it up a little bit and then dip and scoop. I dip my measuring cup in and then scoop some up. And just I'm using the, just a fork to scrape the top. And then we have a nice even cup of flour. Or you can also use a scale and one cup of flour is 125 grams. And then plus two tablespoons. And then now I'm gonna add half a teaspoon of salt. And as much black pepper as you like. I'm gonna make it really peppery. Just keep going. Keep going till your arm hurts. Don't use pre-ground pepper because it doesn't taste like anything. Gotta do it as you need it. Okay, we are done now. And I'm gonna whisk that up. So that's my dry ingredients. 
it is very important to actually mix your dry ingredients together before you add your wet ingredients. Otherwise, you're gonna get little clumps of unmixed salt or if there was baking powder in here, which is really bad, you'd get the unmixed baking powder or unmixed pepper. So it takes a second, just whisk it together. Let me move my flour. Okay, now I'm gonna prepare the herbs for the wet mixture. I don't know if herbs really are wet or dry, but I'm gonna add them with the eggs. I have some thyme, and you can use any herbs that you like. I really like the way thyme tastes with Parmesan. I just really like the way thyme tastes, frankly. Plus I have some. Ooh, in the summer I will use lemon thyme for this because I grow it on my deck and it is the best because it tastes like thyme but it also tastes like lemon. Except a little more floral. And now let me, where are my chives? So I'm gonna chop my, oh, these chives do not look good. Let's see if there are any, oh yeah, there's some good ones down here. Um, yeah, this thyme looks great. The chives look fine. I'm gonna chop everything together. And you wanna make this pretty fine, actually. Excuse me, cheese, move over. So I'm gonna put the chives in a bowl. Ooh, gosh, you know what? The chives in time. The chives are actually making my eyes tear up a little bit. I'm super sensitive to onion. Okay, eggs. So I need eight eggs. And I'm gonna crack my eggs, not on the side of the bowl, which is just gonna push the eggshell right into the egg, but on the flat surface of my counter, which gives it a nice clean break. Eight of them. Should I do the two-handed thing? Is that gonna make a mess? <laughs> Let's just see about that. Ha. Pretty good. Yeah, I didn't even get eggshell in there. Three quarters of a cup of whole milk. This gets whisked together, and then I'm going to add it to my dry ingredients. Now I'm going to add that to my dry ingredients. and whisk it really well. Basically, I'm making pancake batter. I'm making a savory pancake batter. That's all this is, it's so easy. This is why it is also amazing for brunch or breakfast. It's just like the thing to make when you haven't had enough caffeine yet. You know, you can just throw it together. You wanna get the lumps out, but you don't have to stress it. Like a little lump or two isn't gonna kill this dish. Sometimes I add Gruyere to this, by the way, and it is so good. But for this one, we're gonna just do Parmesan. Okay, so my batter is ready, and now I'm gonna heat up my pan, and at the same time, I'm gonna brown my butter. So it's gonna do double duty here. Let's bring this to the stove. I've got my trusty 12-inch cast iron pan, and I'm gonna heat it. So I'm gonna heat the pan up before I put the butter in. 
Just let that go for a few seconds. I'm not just gonna melt the butter. I am actually gonna brown the butter. So I could make this with just melted butter. I'm just throwing it in the pan right now. It just seems nice and hot. But if I brown the butter, I'm gonna add so much more flavor because brown butter has this incredible nutty, almost, I mean, how do you taste the color brown, right? Can you taste the color brown? But if you could, it would be brown butter. It's like nutty, but also caramelized and just rich. So the butter is melting. I'm very dangerously using my fingers to swirl it around. I don't know why I even told you that. You'd never know. Now I'm gonna use a knife here, that's better. So I'm just using my butter knife to kind of swirl the butter around. And um, once it melts, you can, okay, do you hear that? Okay, this is actually a super cool thing to talk about in a podcast because the way that you know butter is browned enough is by listening to it. One way, I mean, obviously you can also smell it and you can also see it, but an important way is by listening. So you hear that sizzle, right? Well, what the sizzle is, is it's the water, it's the moisture in the butter that's being released in these little bubbles, pop, 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 and the moisture is evaporating. So when you brown butter, you're cooking out the moisture. And so this is gonna get really noisy in about a second, two or three seconds. Okay, you hear that? So this is gonna bubble away for about five minutes. It's gonna keep doing that and all the moisture is gonna cook off. And then as soon as it gets quiet, that means the moisture is cooked off. And so you, if you're, say you're across the kitchen, when you hear silence, when you stop hearing the sizzling, you know, oh, I better come and check my brown butter because it's probably almost ready. And then the milk solids fall to the bottom of the pan and they caramelize and brown and they add, that's what adds all the flavor. And then your brown butter is ready. Okay, so we'll be right back. Hey, Melissa, we'll be right back. Okay, so let's get back to that Dutch baby. Brown butter is, it's basically almost burnt butter. You take the butter so that it's dark brown, and then you pull it off the heat just before it gets burnt. That's your sweet spot. Of course, the French have many different colors of brown butter. They have blonde butter, they have hazelnut butter, uh, noisette, which is kind of a, so blonde butter is a light brown. Hazelnut is a kind of hazel, the color of hazelnuts, a medium brown. And then black butter, beurre noir, which is actually you let them get slightly burnt. So it's almost black. And I'm just gonna swirl the butter around the pan because it's also gonna grease the pan in addition to add flavor. So my oven's been preheated to 425. Okay, you hear how quiet it's getting? That is exactly that, see, and you can't see it, but trust me, it's golden brown, and I can smell that it is nutty. Oh my gosh, it, sm it really smells like toasted nuts, and that's how I know it's ready. And now I'm gonna add my batter. I'm just gonna give it a quick whisk, just to reincorporate everything, and I'm gonna pour it into the pan and put it in the oven. Well, actually, first I'm gonna put the Parmesan on top, then I'm gonna put it in the oven. And so, You wanna use a lot of Parmesan, covering the entire surface, grated parm, or any cheese you like. And then that's it, it's gonna go right in the oven. Don't forget to use your oven mitts here because you've just heated up your cast iron pan and the handle will be hot. And if I didn't say that out loud to you, I would actually burn my hand. 
Now is the time of the party where you start mixing the cocktails. Personally, I love to eat this with gin martinis, ice cold gin martinis. And then you gather your guests around because you want them there when this thing comes out of the oven because it is so beautiful and you wanna pull this out and then you wanna to listen to them just go ooh and ah. I'm gonna do that as soon as this thing rings. Counting down, okay, five more seconds. It's a loud timer, be ready. All right, here we go. Oh my God, I really wish you could see this. It is puffed, it is brown, it is buttery. The cheese on top has gotten nice and crunchy looking. And now your guests go, ooh, ah, oh, wow, oh my God. And then you serve it forth and you let them tear it apart with their hands because there is nothing better than eating hot Parmesan herb Dutch baby with your hands and you know, those gin martinis you made. Well, I'm digging in now. Talk to you next week. Melissa Clark is food columnist at the New York Times and author of Dinner Changing the Game. Next week, our dear friend, Gail Simmons from Top Chef, drops by to make her shrimp and grapefruit salad. So pick up some shrimp, grapefruit, and avocado, bean sprouts, lemongrass, ginger, fish sauce, limes, and peanuts. Don't forget you can find this week's recipe for Herb Parmesan Dutch Baby, as well as info on the tools and ingredients Melissa puts to work at weeknightkitchen.org. While you're there, sign up for the Weeknight Kitchen email newsletter where you find recipes from the latest cookbooks. I'm Francis Lamb, and thanks for listening.